Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for the live stream for The Cure. This is the So Wizard Podcast Special Edition, 1997 Special Edition. See the do-back walk in front of me as I introduce the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I don't know where I am, what day it is, what time it is. Time is meaningless in the (laughs) corona madness. It is. And the expert, Mr. Mark He, Markellis Reagan. What's the time? It's time to get ill. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And our special, special guest, Mr. Epic Film Guys, Nick. Find him. Save Martha. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, hi, guys. Hello. This is it the is most a- alert and alive I'm going to sound during the entire live stream for The Cure. This is the weirdest time slot that this is going to play in because... <laughs> I'm like right before this and then right after it, I'm going to sound really dead. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You'll always sound more alive than me. Yes. <laughs> well, we are pre-recording this to make sure we don't have any nonsense with uh, technical difficulties. We can get you guys a good 50 something minutes of we'll so wizard. If we need to <laughs> of so wizard podcast action, we're going to count down our top three feel good movies of all time. Uh, but before we get started, Nick, it's great to have you. Thank you for having us on the live stream for The Cure. Thank you guys for doing it again. Second year in a row, even though we couldn't get Mark Ellis sorted out to get him <laughs> to get him on the air with us last year, which which made me really sad. But yeah, I love you guys. Absolutely love your show. And I'm just so thrilled to have you guys here. We already hit the goal, I'm sure, by now. Like we're at like 20,000 now, probably. Hopefully. Whew. I don't know. <laughs> Knocking, on wood. Knocking on wood right now. I'm either going to sound really smart or really dumb in like two weeks time. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of money. Awesome. Well, I mean, let's just jump into it then. You know, uh, we got our top three feel good movies. Obviously, it's movies that make us feel good. It's not like a definitive list of feel good movies that we sat down and hashed out or anything. Uh, We are definitely not professional movie reviewers. (laughs) No. Not like uh, Epic Film Guys. So, uh, Listen, we have never made that claim, although we do have the God of Podcasting on the show. So, yeah. When he starts talking about a movie, sometimes I feel myself getting dumber by the second because <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't like movies like this. I feel dumb. I just feel sometimes, my thighs quivering. Sometimes I just look away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll start with our guest, Nick. What is your number three feel good oh movie God. of all time? So you made a list in advance, right? You're not just doing this off the top of your head. Off the cuff. I could do it off the top of my head, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but I told you before we started recording, I was like, or not before, sometime, whenever. I was like, I'm going to make the anti-Prezula list. Oh, God. Poor Paul. <laughs> so there's some musicals coming up in my list. But my number three is not a musical. It's actually. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> butthole cut only. <laughs> <laughs> it is the film. If, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody's ever seen it sometimes, I feel like, but it's a film starring Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. It's called Julie and Julia, and it chronicles 
part of the life of Julia Child, played by Meryl Streep, and also a part of the life of Julia Powell, or Julie Powell, who decides to write a blog and cook every dish in Julia Child's cookbook. And it kind of parallels their kind of journeys back and forth and whatever. I don't know why, but I always just cry dumb happy tears at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you why. Because uh, the movie's over? <laughs> no! <laughs> I've heard that it's a really good movie. I personally have never watched it, but um, I my mom has watched it, and she absolutely <laughs> loves it. <laughs> Nick has the taste of someone's mom in movies. <laughs> <That> is- <laughs> to be fair, I have brutal. such a strange taste in movies. So. We know. <laughs> I, you are in good company with me, Aubrey. Good company. <laughs> Markellis, have you ever seen this? Of course I have. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, I've only seen it once. Do you once like it more than Bloodshot? <laughs> Ooh, it's close. I it's, hope so. It's a, it's a close, close battle between those two. I think Bloodshot gets it, Ooh, though. So- Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's about family, Mark. <laughs> it's about family. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go on to the next person. Markellis, what is your number three? All right. So again, this is a list of movies that I personally will put on if I'm having like a tough week. If I want to put myself in a good mood, something that's going to uh, kind of enlighten, enlighten me, lighten me up a little bit. So my number three is a 1993 drama uh, directed by Steve Zalian, who used to be a writer. Well, actually, he still is a writer, but this is his di- directorial debut. It's called Searching for Bobby Fisher. Um, it's about a seven-year-old kid who finds a chess piece in um uh in a park in new york city and he it kind of opens up his mind to the world of playing chess and he's he's actually really good at it It turns out to be a prodigy with it so uh it's about him learning about uh different methods of playing chess Lawrence fishburne is teaching him one way ben kingsley an actor for some reason i just can't get away from these days uh (laughs) You mean the star of Blood Rain and <laughs> Robot Overlords? Yes. Yes, that Ben Kingsley, <laughs> that Academy Award winner, Ben Kingsley. Uh, he's a teacher who's teaching, um, the character's name is Josh, uh, teaching Josh another method. And uh, it's basically about what happens when you enter to a world of uh, competitiveness um, as a seven-year-old. Uh, what does that What does that do to you? What does that do to your family? It's an amazing movie. And even just watching a trailer, I get emotional. Um, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. And I just watched it again last week. So, uh, yeah. 1993, Searching for Bobby Fischer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we all have very different <laughs> definitions of a feel-good movie. Oh, just you wait, baby. Oh, Jesus, I'm scared. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, save us. I mean, what's your number three pick? Um, so my number three pick is um, Sweet Home Alabama. Nice. With uh, Reese Witherspoon, came out in 2002. And when Mark started rattling off the dates that movies came out, I quickly looked up all my movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I must look like a professional. Um I absolutely love Reese Witherspoon. She is hands down my favorite actress, always has been. And this movie is just, it has a nice blend of like uh, feel good, romance, comedy type stuff. Um, It has a good ending. Reese Witherspoon goes out to New York to become a fashion designer. Little spoilers. What came out in 2002? Um, <laughs> um, she ends up engaged to Patrick Dempsey, 
and has to go back home to Alabama to finalize a divorce that should have been finalized like years prior. And so there's kind of that um, navigating through her past kind of stuff. So is, is that the movie where there's a lady that has a baby in a bar? I remember that line (laughs) from a trailer. You have a baby in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) And that, that actress was actually in ever after as one of the evil stepsisters to Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Uh, Melanie Linsky. She's in uh, heavenly creatures. Another one of my favorite Peter Jackson movies. That's besides the point. (sighs) I haven't seen any of these movies. Get out of here. Well, I saw Sweet Home Alabama like ages and ages ago, but I will I will stand up and, and also stand for Reese Witherspoon. She is amazing. I love her so much. She she can just become any character she wants to, and I think that that's really special. She plays certain characters, but she also has tried to play different characters too, and she does a really good job at those as well. Which guy is Patrick Duffy? Dempsey. Dempsey, Patrick Dempsey. He was the Can't Buy Me Love guy from the 80s. Was he on uh, Grey's Anatomy? Yes. Yes. And he was in Enchanted, right? Yes. Okay, because that's where I remember him from. Because I remember when I saw Enchanted in the movie theater with my daughter, at the end of the movie, she was confused why Amy Adams would decide to stay with the ugly old guy. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Excellent. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Finally, uh, some good movies will get talked about. Excellent. Can't wait. Um, Can't wait. <laughs> it's not that bad. My list is not that crazy. So my number three is a movie that always gets me up. Um, Backdoor Slots 9. I was just going to say it's uh, Belladonna is Weapons of Ass Destruction. <laughs> no, no surprise. 2002 production. No surprise. <laughs> I was going to say ass horse from Planet Squirt, but I know that would make you sick, Mark. So, <laughs> Shout out to Kelly Wells and uh, Flower Tucci. Um, no, my number three movie is uh, Kurt Russell and the 1980 men's Olympic hockey team defeating Russia in Miracle 2004. Man, this is the Dan Brennick pick if I've ever heard one. God. Oh, no. <laughs> I love this movie. Um, obviously, you know, glorification of the united states uh you know it's big time 80s uh event that happened um i don't know aubrey you probably weren't born yet but the uh united states hockey team was a bunch of kids uh playing against older and much more experienced russian hockey players that hadn't lost in a long time and they were able to get to pull it together and win the game when no one thought they could it also features an amazing performance by kurt russell but when isn't there an amazing performance by kurt russell and he gives the uh speech in the locker room before the game which makes you want to run through a brick wall it is just an awesome movie it's a miracle 2004 you guys uh, ever see it I never have. What? Wow. Yeah, it's negative. Mark? Yeah, that's a classic. That is a classic film. Kurt Russell's pants should just win an award on their own. That 70s style is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was 1980, but it was right on the cusp of the 70s, so the style hadn't really reset yet. Yep. <laughs> He's got that mm. 80s like haircut in it, too. It's great. It's Great. It's on Disney Plus. So, Nick or Aubrey, if you guys want to watch an awesome movie, check it out. I don't have to get Disney Plus. You don't already have it? No. Why would I get it? I'd have to turn uh, on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> 
Aubrey, you don't have time to watch anything that's not for a podcast anyway. Yeah, I don't don't watch anything that's not for a podcast. I'm so lazy. (laughs) Shut up and watch Capone. All right. (laughs) Next. Uh, Let's go back to Nick for number two. Oh, man. I'm so excited for my number two and my number one. So I'm very scared. Back in the summer of 2008, uh, one of the most amazing movies of all time graced cinema screens Iron on Man? the same weekend as the dark Knight, Mama Mia is my number two. Oh. No way. <laughs> no. Fool <laughs> this man. I listen. I, when, when a movie could like literally get me up out of my seat, dancing singing along i don't even like abba or at least i didn't until i saw the movie and like i can get up out of my seat and i can just sing along and i'm just like i was i think last time i did it i was out in my kitchen making pasta making lasagna sheets so i could make lasagna and i was just sitting there like swiveling my hips back and forth and (laughs) dancing (laughs) and everything oh man let me tell you feel good i felt great i feel great every time i'm done watching that movie every time (laughs) You make lasagna by scratch? Yeah, it's really easy. He actually makes it by swiveling his hips. (laughs) That's how I roll it out. I buy the oven-ready pasta sheets. (laughs) I I used to, but then one time, one time I made pasta homemade for lasagna, and I will never buy anything again, ever. That's why I don't even try it, because then I will never do it again. And I'm I'm too lazy for such nonsense. (laughs) And not be bothered. <laughs> How many uh, extra donations could we get if we just streamed you dancing in your kitchen and cooking? Ooh. I hope a lot. Oh, I would totally do that. Listen, there is very little that I would not do to get some donations for cancer research right about now. <laughs> get the assless chaps out. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> um, Nick, how would you feel about an Ace of Base uh, sequel to this movie? <laughs> I mean, they already made a bad sequel to it, so... Whatever they made would be better than Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Only because it's like, they were just like, we're just going to reuse all the same songs we did in the first movie. And it's like, but but why? <laughs> the first one was really good. I did not watch the second one. But the first one is pretty good. Yeah. I will give I, you that. I would, tot- I would be done with an Ace of Base. L- listen, I'd be done with anything. I'm a musicals kind of guy. That's why my list is the anti-Prazula list. Because, <laughs> man, he's cringing right now somewhere. <laughs> Uh, it depends on the musical. Rocky Horror, you know, Grease 2, uh, I'm all in. But, you know. Rocky Horror is so good. Oh, man, yes, why didn't I is. think of Rocky Horror? Damn it. Because it's not that much fun to watch at home. <laughs> yeah, true. What are you talking about? It was so much fun to watch. I was totally into it when we were watching it. Do you not dress up in your living room every time you watch it, like, by yourself? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oops. I don't think I, my marriage could survive throwing toast all over the living room. Gonna turn my microphone down now. Just you, <laughs> little shop of horrors. Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> All right, Marcellus, we're going back to you for number two. All right, so uh, number two. Uh, speaking of musicals, uh, this is oh, a classic, <laughs> heartwarming. 
story of <laughs> a Greek. I already got, know yeah, what it is. <laughs> if you listen, if you listen to So Wizard podcast, you know exactly what movie <laughs> I'm talking about. 1980, Olivia Newton-John, Gene no. Kelly, Michael Beck. That's right, Xanadu. Oh, no. <laughs> where's what? No, <laughs> what? No. Oh, I totally, you know what? I'm sorry. I totally could have played this for myself, and I'll play it for you, Mark Ellis. How dare you? There you go. (laughs) Mark Ellis, why do you like this movie so much? (laughs) (laughs) Because at the the ripe age that I saw this movie, it made a huge impression on me as far as um, a movie that could encapsulate so many different genres. It's... It's part 40s. It's part 80s. There's an animated sequence in the middle of it. It's about Greek gods. It has special effects. There's They threw everything but the kitchen sink into this movie, and it just expanded my mind to what films could be. Good films, bad films, that's besides the point. Xanadu stands on its own. It's uh, completely original, and I love this movie. It puts me in a good mood. Plus, after Grease 1, I had a huge crush on, crush on uh, Olivia Newton-John, so I was all about it. Anything that she was in. So, uh, yeah, that's my pick. Number two, Xanadu. You're a big the fan of roller of Mark skating. <laughs> do not reflect <laughs> the, the morals and viewpoints of the rest of the So Wizard podcast. <laughs> it's sponsors or subsidiaries. <laughs> cut, that, cut that disclaimer and put it at the beginning. Oh, I should do that for our show. God, everything Justin says, I feel like I should have that just queued up and ready. <laughs> I saw uh, Xanadu at a very uh, impressionable age also a couple years ago when we did it on the podcast. <laughs> it was fucking awful. <laughs> oh, I remember that, Mark, that was right after Tom left. Yeah. And he had to watch that but never got to record the episode talking about it. <laughs> So you made him watch Xanadu. <laughs> There's a part of my soul that's really happy about that, too. I'm not going to lie. That's great. That's right. All right. Well, <laughs> that poor man. All right, Aubrey. Number two. Take a number two for us. What do you got? <laughs> number two is 1985's The Goonies. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I you love just open up a door that cannot be closed. <laughs> oh no! I love the Goonies, and and maybe it's because of my age. But every time the Goonies is on, I watch the Goonies. They never say die. Um, <laughs> Nick, how do you feel about the Goonies? <laughs> I can sum it up in two words. <laughs> I was going to make my number two uh, the wedding singer. So, so I'm totally on board for that. It's it, it was a toss up. It was a tie between the wedding singer and the Goonies, but then I decided on the Goonies because I just like the Goonies. See, that's how like when he sings the song in the wedding singer where he's like, "Somebody kill me, please." That's like <laughs> if you made me watch the Goonies. That's how I'd be singing that song the whole time. It was unfortunate. It was like, <laughs> why do you, Nick? Why do you hate the Goonies so much? I just, I just. I think for me, and, and there's a lot of movies like this in the 80s that Justin has made me watch or has wanted to make me watch as part of the show. And I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of 80s movies that are like that, that they just have to have that kind of nostalgia factor built into them. Like you either have to have watched them when you were young or watched them when like they came out originally. One of the two. I don't know. So 
yeah, it just it just doesn't play that well for me. I don't find it charming. I don't find it fun. I don't find it entertaining. I just find it like I like watch it stone face. The Paul right now is seething somewhere. <laughs> I, just, I, I do. I do like the Goonies. I don't love it. Um, as much as other people, I definitely don't dislike it as much as uh, Nick here, but I always felt that Monster Squad was the superior uh, 80s kids group movie. So Maybe I would have felt that way had I watched Monster Squad before you guys made me watch it, but mm-hmm. I've been watching The Goonies for so long that maybe that's the piece. Yeah, Goonies is a classic movie. That's It's definitely like the, um, like the, like the uh, American Pie movie. You know, all-American movie that everyone can enjoy. Monster Squad, you got to have a, a little bit of a, an edge to enjoy that movie. Um, so yeah, I totally, I'm, I totally agree with you, Aubrey. Uh, Goonies, definitely. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Goonies two? They've been threatening to make a sequel for what thirty plus years now. Or, or would you be interested in that, Aubrey? No. No. I'm not a sequel kind of lady. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw it once. I don't really need to see it a second time. Nick, how mad would you be if a sequel to Goonies was announced? I mean, it'd be like one of those kind of things where, and and this is just for lovers of the Goonies, it would never, ever live up to expectations, literally ever, no matter what they did. I mean, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't even go see it. But like Justin would go see it. And then like the podcast the week after that would literally just be Justin sobbing uncontrolled (laughs) for 90 minutes. Actually, wait, I want that sequel to come out now. I want to have, I want that to happen. (laughs) Now you're all in. All right. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, my number two is a uh, movie that is on my top 10 list of all time favorite movies. And it came out in 1996. It is Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Independence Day. That's right. I should have two. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. It has everything I like. Uh, action, uh, spaceships and uh, airplane dogfights, uh, glorification of the United States military. Um, <laughs> America. America. That's what, the, that's what those movies are all about. <laughs> I promised you fireworks, didn't I, Mark? Um, <laughs> sometimes when I get... Uh, down i'll just watch like just certain scenes (laughs) on youtube and some of them are really shitty in quality like someone recording their their tv with their phone but it just hits me right in the feels man when uh uh, russell comes in at the end to save the day and the missile won't fire (laughs) and he's like tell my children i love them very much don't don't, i'm gonna start And it's just like, fuck yeah. I, I remember seeing this in the movie theater and we went to go see it. And this was a million years ago. So like there weren't advanced tickets that you could buy or anything like that. And we got there and we got there early and then shit was sold out. So we had to wait in line for two and a half hours just to get into the next showing. And it was like a fucking like this, this shit was packed. And then like when the alien ship exploded at the end, people were like cheering like it was a fucking oh, rock yeah. concert. It oh, was yeah. It was out of control. It, it was a great time that I had at the movies. It's a great movie, and it's a, it makes, makes you want to pump your fist and love America. And I watch it at least once a year on July 4th, but usually two or three times other than that. So 1996, Independence Day, my number two. Back to Nick for his number one feel-good movie of all time. 
bitches can't get enough of my stuff. Oh, that's not it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. It's the, your number one is the stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, but so uh, picture, if you will, picture, if you will, John Travolta. Okay. Okay. Put him in a fat suit. Put him in drag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's right. The fanatic. It's, <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Gotti. It's Gotti, right? Oh my god. No, it's hairspray. Oh my god, it's hairspray. Talking about jumping out of like I can't even sit down when I watch hairspray because I'm like I'm like literally like singing along with all the songs and dancing and everything. I adore it so 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 much. Whenever I'm having a bad day, ever, I will just put on Good Morning Baltimore and I am immediately in the best mood ever and then i will burn through that entire soundtrack it's amazing <laughs> you know that movie was just on i was actually just watching it like a little while ago and uh yeah zach efron is actually pretty good in that movie i forgot he, he actually had some talent yeah. it's i mean it's a it's a great movie it's a great movie about you know race relations in the 60s and everything which i think is absolutely absolutely wonderful just in that regard but the music is so 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 i feel like i haven't heard joey in a minute i feel like we broke him um but no i was just confused because i'm like wait a minute i saw this movie and i thought divine was the mom in this movie no the the john waters version i think the one that was made in the 80s the okay. one that, the non-musical one because it wasn't wasn't a musical originally ah okay now yeah. i'm not so confused yeah yeah but no i love i i absolutely absolutely adore this movie and then when you get to the end of the movie it's literally like 20 straight minutes of you can't stop the beat which is just one of the most like talking about fist pumping uh you know like one of the most like exciting like fist pumping songs ever you've got john travolta in a giant fat suit shaking a giant fake fat ass and <laughs> if that's your thing you know you've got queen latifah in there just belting it out forget about it man i love it so so much it was better than the end of uh, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Nothing is better than the end of Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this hashtag can of quarantine will kill me at some point. Uh, King Solomon's Mines came really close. Wow, I was dying listening to that because I remember renting that movie with my entire family. Oh my! And we all loved it. And I definitely know that we made sure to rent the sequel when it was released. I want to watch the sequel but I don't want to punish myself that much. <laughs> they were filmed back to back. You kind of have to. I, I just, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just go run around your backyard yelling quarter main over and over. You'll <laughs> 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 have appropriated Sharon Stone's role in the movie. Excellent. All right, Markellis, number one, what do you got? All right, so number one is a documentary, actually. Um, oh, boy. Not Dear Zachary. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nope, right over my head. Uh, so this one uh, actually came out in 2004. It's called Empire of Dreams, the story of the Star Wars trilogy, uh, uh, directed by Kevin Burns. And it's all about a young buck filmmaker named George Lucas who wanted to make this weird, crazy science fiction movie that no one understood no one wanted to help him do it and he found some guy who just believed in his talent not in the story not in the characters but believed in him uh, and gave him a chance to do it and it was an uphill battle all the way and uh seeing this young filmmaker uh, stick to his guns try to create something 
that hasn't been done before and do it just because he wanted to. Uh, you know, it's one of the best independent movies, uh, even though it was backed by a studio. It's one of the most independently produced uh, ideas that I've uh, ever enjoyed. Uh, I love Star Wars. And seeing the story of how he got to that point is just, it's so uplifting to me. It makes me believe that I can do anything in the world. So uh, Empire of Dreams, it's, ironically, it's also streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the story of the Star Wars trilogy. I have watched that so many times. <laughs> It's not even funny. I ended up, I watched it on Disney plus, I think the first week that I had the service. So Nick, I'm sure you've seen this. You know better. You know, I haven't come on. (laughs) (laughs) Just are you being serious? No, I've never seen it. Never seen it. I'm surprised. It's really good. Aubrey, I know you documentary person. Like I, I really have to be in the right mood to watch a documentary and most documentaries. I am just not there for like, I, it, it sounds good. Like he actually like, Marcellus, I really want to watch it now, just off that recommendation. But yeah, generally speaking, like unless somebody really highly recommends a documentary to me, it's not my genre. I stay far, very far clear of it. <laughs> gotcha. I love documentaries because I have no soul. <laughs> <laughs> very straightforward can, and honest. You can have a soul and like documentaries, Aubrey. It's fine. You you can't. I do don't that, have right? to have a feeling towards it. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, this is. This is the truth I see. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now I'm terrified to find out what your number one feel-good movie is that you don't have a soul. Bye, bye, bye. But <laughs> My uh, number one feel-good movie is a 2002 epic fantasy adventure film directed by Peter Jackson. Aragon. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Wow. <laughs> this movie is fantastic. It, the Two Towers is hands down my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Look, I, I love Lord of the Rings. For people that listen to our show, it's come up a little bit. I do have a Lord of the Rings tattoo. I have all the books. It's a Soruman tramp stamp with tribal all over. <laughs> I have the it, same one. <laughs> it's somewhat similar. I just uh, have the one ring around each nipple on my chest. Actually. I, I have, so over the Mines of Moria in Elvish, it says, uh, speak, friend, and enter. And I have that tattooed above my waist for anybody that didn't know. <laughs> so. I, I have to ask, and I realize it's inappropriate, <laughs> but has anyone ever been trying to have adult relations with you and been like, friend? <laughs> no. No, but it really funny is when I was um, giving birth to Noah, and <laughs> the, the gynecologist. <laughs> knew exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I was like, "You shall deliver my child." <laughs> <laughs> can you read this Elvish here? Yes, I can. Yeah. You may he deliver. Did, the he, child. he replied, uh, "Melon," which is the the Elvish version of friend. So it was hysterical. Like you are the best. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna get my uh, my Wookiee tramp stamp done uh, next week. <laughs> so this movie, the the two towers, and I choose the two towers because it has the Battle of Helm's Deep in it. The Riders of Rohan are in it. It has the most epic soundtrack out of all of the Lord of Rings movies. It is just it's the bulk of the story it's fantastic 
this is this is where uh, they go to Rohan. The king in Rohan is, is taken over by Saruman. They have to free him. Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White, and it's just epic. This is the best Lord of the Rings movie out of all three. It is action-packed out of all three of the movies. This one has the bulk of the action in it, and it's just, ah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Awesome. Um, I agree. It's my favorite Lord of the Rings movie also. Uh, Nick, how about you? Nope. Fellowship for me. Oh, there's not really a wrong answer to that. It's not. I don't like, really think there is either. Like, I, because they're all. I, mean, I don't think you can view one of them. Like, you're never going to just sit down. I mean, I may be wrong. Like, maybe you guys do, but I'm never just going to sit down and watch one of them. I will just sit down and watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> there have been times when they're just on randomly on TV for no reason, and I'll watch like 45 minutes of it here or there. Right, but. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm only going to watch it's it's definitely not like it's definitely not like when somebody tries to talk about how awesome like Attack the Clones is or something and you're just like what the fuck is wrong with this person? Like, um, like the best Star Wars movie. What are you talking about? Boo <laughs> this man. The death sticks. The, you don't want to eat any death eat any eat any I don't even know the dialogue. I'm just like Ugh. you don't want to sell death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. My god in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody was talking about Dexter's uh, diner. <laughs> oh god, it's like the worst oh. part of any Star Wars movie <laughs> in history. Uh, it belongs yeah. to one of them cloners. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. Um, Mark Ellis, how about you? Your favorite Lord of the Rings movie, Two uh, Towers, or no? No, Return of the King, man. Return of the King, all the way. Ooh. It has the it's all over the place. Best, the best scene. Out of all three of those movies is the very, very end where, you know, Aragorn gets the, the crown. He's walking with Liv Tyler. He's got the chick. He goes up to the hobbits and they're about to kneel in front of him. He's like, no, my friends, you kneel from no one. Oh, that's right. That's, that's the that's best right. fucking scene out of all of them. I, that's when I start bawling like a baby in that movie. It's right there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when they run in the room and start jumping around on the bed together. That one is <laughs> as the second best, the second best scene. <laughs> then I'm just jealous that I'm not there also jumping on Frodo's bed. That's right. Know? I would always, I always feel that, you know, Aragon really should have been with the Owen and not Liv Tyler, but you know, it's neither here nor there. <clears throat> he was a bamf. And Miranda Otto is fantastic in Sabrina and the Teenage Witch. I was just going to say she's in Sabrina. So I guess that <laughs> evens out, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, she could still get it. So good for her. Um, all right. So I will go for my number one. Uh, this is a movie I saw as a kid. I watch it all the time. And it's absolutely hilarious. There's no way you can watch this movie and not laugh and have a good time. 1986, Tim Burton presents Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And alive. I love this movie. I think i've thought it's hilarious since i was a kid and it's the only movie that i can think of where you know 20 25 years later i could be watching it with my kids and find new things to laugh at i had never realized as a kid never watching this movie and i'd seen it a lot because it was on hbo all the time we actually one of the very few movies we owned on vhs um i'd never realized that simone took a bus to france from texas <laughs> <laughs> And I just like hit me. I was like, oh, my God. 
it's and it's just hilarious. It, it it's so quotable. Like even to this day in life, like something will happen, and and my daughter will say something to my wife, and she'll be like, "Good for you and your father." Um, you know, I know you are, but what am I, Mister T? Breakfast cereal, Mickey's entire speech about why he got sent to prison. <laughs> he took a a knife and he cut the tag off the bottom of a mattress and said, "Do not remove under penalty of law." Um, <laughs> literally like I, I just sitting here like giggling already just thinking about these scenes um and and it's just fantastic I, I absolutely love this movie i've owned it on vhs dvd and blu-ray <laughs> and you know what the next format that comes out i'll, I'll own it on that too because it have is, you owned it in dolby vision no i have not mm-hmm. the only yeah. downside is that the dvd copy cuts off some of the visual gags from the movie Ooh. with the uh, remastering. So you don't get to Ooh. see the uh, sign being pulled on tracks as his car goes by or the chain coming out of the bottom of the bicycle when he's tying it up at the beginning of the movie. But I mean, man, yeah. even just something like Amazing Larry and his crazy hair. Uh, I, I could go on for hours about this movie, but it is one of my favorites of all time. I love it. Nick, sounds like you are not in disagreement that this is an awesome movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's it, it's been a long time, but I do fondly remember it. Unlike the Goonies or anything <laughs> like that, but I I do fondly remember it. But I mean, I was gonna say I think I just heard a car door close. Justin literally just jumped in a car and he's on his way to you right now to blow you because I know Justin <laughs> is a huge Pee Wee fan. So yeah, well, sweet just, as a married man, uh, I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> just be, Justin's on his way. Just be ready. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, how about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Big Top Pee Wee is probably my favorite out of the out of the oh. Pee Wee cinematic universe. I'm not Aubrey, that big of a fan of the other one. This man. Boo this man. I've actually never watched um, Pee Wee though. <laughs> you know what I should have done, Mark Ellis? Mark yeah. Ellis, say say that again. Do it. Just do it again, quick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say that uh, Big Top Pee-wee is my favorite out of the uh, Pee-wee Herman cinematic universe. What a story, Mark. I can't believe I didn't <laughs> think of that this whole time we've been recording. Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I just had a Vietnam flashback. <laughs> oh, God. 40, 40 minutes wasted. <laughs> <laughs> used to be a big thing on the show. So. Yeah. <sighs> I... Aubrey, you haven't seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I have never seen it. Um Pee-wee was before my time a little bit, uh, and I found him to be really creepy. So, <laughs> so I, I I never got into it. Um, '90s cartoons were was my age range, and he was really creepy to me. <laughs> right, now, well, uh, you were basing this from the TV show, right, from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So I never watched the actual movie because he was never inviting for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mark Ellis, you know what you say when uh, Aubrey hasn't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh, no. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Do you want that one or the other one? <laughs> oh. Sure. Or the list will work, either one. <laughs> you just made the list. <laughs> I have Perfect. a heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the list. I'm putting it in my note on my phone right now. The list of Aubrey. All right. And that's it. That is our top three personal feel good movies. 
It's been great, guys. Uh, Nick, imagine what the chat is going like right now during this. Because again, this is this is pre-recorded, and this right. is going to be unique among the pre-recorded episodes because I'm on it, which is weird. It's going to be like super surreal for me. Who am I? I'll be passed out on the floor, like in a fetal <laughs> position or something. Dan will be feeding me snacks or something, and you'll get a nice slices. little rest. Yeah. Uh, man, you get some orange slices. Us live is suck the blood from the penis and <laughs> put the balls in his mouth. <laughs> Us live is a pretty good treat. On its own. Um, so someday, someday we'll do a live show, but today is not that day. <laughs> Last year we did and looked look at how it turned up. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, Markellis was there, but I think we got him to like at one point he was just having to hold up a piece of paper that was like, I can't hear you or something. Yeah. 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 I had to jump. I jumped in on the chat, though. I wasn't I was completely gone. I'm surprised I actually made it this long through this episode. I'm surprised I'm still here. Don't say don't say that now. Now your recording software is gonna crash. God, please, in, in please don't tempt the audacity gods. <laughs> Marcellus is the one that you want to speak because when me and Joey speak and we're candid, it's not very good. <laughs> we clam up. This is how, like, this is how oh, you God. get this is how you get four star Captain Marvel reviews when I start talking. <laughs> oh no! So I think I, I gave Marcellus. it an extra star and a half for Brie Larson. Sorry. So I marked us all the interviewing. I can understand that, though, Joey. I can understand that. I, That's I, good. I, I get that. You're not going to talk trash about her feet? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that a thing? Do people care yeah. about her feet? No, that's a huge thing uh, online is how gross her feet are. Wow. I don't. Who's wh- Who cares? Wasn't <laughs> there visit, a reason visit why very different websites. <laughs> I don't know. She's hot. I don't care. It's, it's the number two most searched thing on Google. Is Captain Marvel's feet? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that we could be for any celebrity. Are fucked up. <laughs> are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Listen Free to be fair. Feet. There's a whole page called wikifeet.com. Joey. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was founded I, by I, Quentin I know Tarantino, this. probably. <laughs> oh, God. I've known this. I just, you know, don't publicize it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on with us. And uh, hopefully people are donating to the cause. They probably all hung up after I said "Mamma Mia." <laughs> Everybody left. Everybody was like, "No, we're out of here." The fuck! I love Mario Brothers now. Thank God this is coming out at the end and not the beginning. Man, <laughs> oh my God, Brie I... Larson's demonic feet scare everyone at 2020 Oscars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I guess we know what we're talking about next year on the live stream. We're going to be rating feet. <laughs> oh my God! Please. Yes. Mark the date. Let's Siri, make a uh, make a reminder. <laughs> oh my lord! We're gonna, that would be amazing. Top three MCU feet that we love: uh, Elizabeth Olsen, um, <laughs> you know, the sauce, uh, Karen Gillan. Uh, yeah, right. right, never mind. Top, um, I can't give it away for free. Top Tom twenty. Holland. Top twenty MCU feet. <laughs> it's it's going to be a long episode. All right. Well. That is going to do it for us here on the live stream for The Cure. Thanks so much, Nick, for having us. Thanks, you guys, for donating and putting up with our nonsense. If you want to listen to more So Wizard Podcast, you can find us on Which you iTunes. should. <laughs> Thank you. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about any podcatcher under the sun. You can check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. Tons of free exclusive content on there as well. And we've been doing it for, God, by the time this comes out, 304 straight weeks. And we're just going to keep going because we're sadicists, masochists with uh, no life. So 
that's going to do it. Thank you so much for having us on. Mother. (laughs) (laughs) On behalf of my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Did Brie Larson fix her feet for the Avengers Endgame? (laughs) And expert, Mr. (laughs) Marcellus Fragans. Um, Yeah, everyone, thank you so much for uh, supporting this cause. And uh, everybody have a good week. Wakanda forever. And of course, epic film guy, Nick. You fucking pile of shit. That's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again so much for having us. Donate some money. Open up those wallets. We'll see you soon. Good journey.